If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. I know that this is about a week late of a podcast because you know what? My equipment broke and I couldn't figure out how to get it going again. And then I had probably the most hectic week. Um, I will get into all of that shortly, but I just want to say hello and happy holidays. It's officially Christmas week and it is Hanukkah. Uh, I'm recording this on the day of the second night of Hanukkah. And I just love the feeling of this time of year. I feel so like everything's so exciting. There's so much to do. I went this weekend um, to a like Christmas boat light parade. So it was like a Christmas parade, but boats. And it was so fun. There's so much Christmas stuff to do in San Diego. I'm actually going to like this super Christmas themed bar later. And um, I'm actually going to another after Christmas when hopefully the line will go down. But it's just fun. I hope that all of you are like taking the time to just enjoy this time. And hopefully you have some time off from work. And all of those things. I also went to this huge SantaCon party. It was put on by this dating app called Scene Dating, like S-E-E-N Dating. And um, it was so much fun. It was just everyone was dressed as Santas, like all different versions of them. And there were DJs and it was on this boat called the Hornblower. And me and my girlfriends who went had such a fun time. And just a reminder, I was kind of like... Not sure what it was going to be like, but this is your reminder that if something sounds fun, you should just go ahead and do it. And who cares if it's not, I don't know, I guess I go in with no expectations. Um, And we had such a fun time just like dancing and acting like complete fools. So I, I say always go to the party. If you're invited to the party, always go to the party and have fun and make the best of it, um, no matter what the situation is. But some other things that happened in the two weeks since I've talked to you And both of them have kind of inspired what we're going to really, really get into the nitty gritty on today, but a little mini celebration. And I hope that those of you who maybe have been going through breakups or maybe you are recently going through one and you're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. I went on my first date since my breakup. It was a really fun date. It was a guy I met on Hinge. Um, We had a lot in common. We had lived in like multiple similar or multiple of the same city. And um, we had a lot of fun. We talked for a couple hours and I definitely left the date being like, oh, that's maybe like maybe just a friend, maybe just someone that I go out with a couple times. I don't think like I'm going to marry this man. Um, But I thought it was like a really good date. And I left feeling really optimistic about dating for the first time since the breakup. And then I got ghosted. So... (laughs) So maybe I shouldn't have been as optimistic as I was feeling, but I did want to talk about it and just remind you that even when you're kind of going through hell and you feel like there's just no way out and you're never going to have fun on a date again and you're never going to want to go out with someone again, like that's completely not true. Um, Even, you know, I've still had moments right before and since that date where it feels like I miss my ex or I want to talk to them. But as for the date, it's like, yeah, I was still, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like 100% back to like how I was before, but also will I ever be? You learn a lot from people, you change over time, whatever. Um, I will say though, it really, regardless of the ghosting that occurred, I felt rejuvenated in dating and I felt like a new confidence about it because anytime you have a date that isn't a complete fail, it's a win. This was not a complete fail at all. I had a good time. I spent a couple hours talking with someone and getting to know someone and 
if he felt the best way to move forward with that relationship was to never respond to texts again, then that's that. And also I say never respond to texts again. I had texted him once. We texted the night of the day after it. Thought all was hunky-dory, guys. And then I texted him one other time just saying like, hey, and never heard anything. So that's that. And we move on. And it's not a big deal. It's just not. The other thing that happened, and we'll go back to the dating in a minute here. But the other thing that happened, I um, go to work at 5 a.m. So my alarm goes off at 4 a.m. every day. In my, I mean, eight years now of doing morning radio, I have never slept through my alarm. I've never like missed work unless I was sick and I texted and was like, hey, I'm not coming in. I open my eyes on Thursday morning and it is light out. And that is an incredibly bad sign for me. As someone who gets to work well before the sun comes up, it is not good that it is light out when I open my eyes. And I look over at my phone and I have 24 or something missed calls. Um, 21 of them being from my our executive producer here. I literally am in panic, but I see the most recent call is from my mom. And so I know in my head, I'm like, I couldn't I couldn't process because I woke up and realized it was light outside and instantly looked at my phone. And so I just immediately dialed my mom. I feel so horrible. She was like crying because she didn't know what was going on. I realized it's 715 in the morning. So that is a full three hours and 15 minutes after I normally wake up, which is completely insane. I don't even sleep till 715 comfortably on the weekends. Like I usually wake up and then have to go back to sleep. So my mom's crying and I'm like, mom, who is at my door? Because I realize I woke up because there was banging at my door. And she's like, it's your, it's Chris, it's your producer. So um, long story short on that, it turns out I turned off my alarms in my sleep. I had taken like a Zyrtec, like an allergy pill the night before because uh, I was having an allergic reaction to mascara, which like, can we not my eyes suddenly having an allergic reaction to a mascara that I had used before, but whatever. And um, so I'd taken a Zyrtec the night before thinking it's non-drowsy. I'll be totally fine. No, I will never take one at night again. And on top of that, it was the first day of my period, which my girls, you know that you're always so tired that day. Um, And I had worked out super hard on Wednesday. So like Wednesday going into Thursday is when I accidentally slept three hours past my alarm without even shifting because I would have realized like if I had even like kind of woken up, I would have realized it's late. I shouldn't still be in bed. So all that goes, I get to work. They made a whole bit out of it. I was not in trouble. Like it was fine. But the real thing that stood out to me was that as a woman who lives alone, I started to really think about safety and um, I sleep. I was sleeping with my phone on silent and do not disturb. And I just hadn't ever, this had never happened to me before. So I'd never given the people in my life such a scare that something was wrong. I mean, truly, I call Chris my boss. He's like my manager. But my boss showed up at my door because they wanted to check on me. It wasn't like just a funny thing. And it wasn't like, oh, you're in trouble. Get to work. It was like we genuinely needed to make sure you're okay. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about safety. And that sounds so silly. But in the world of online dating, it's super important to be aware of your safety and be aware of like, I guess, 
not only vetting people that you're going to go out with, but also just being super conscious of like, I drove myself and making sure that you can get home okay and that maybe you let someone know when you're home. But had I been maybe on a date the night before, I totally would have, like, I understand that maybe your mind goes to that place of like, well, she's like starting to date again. Maybe she went out with someone and something happened, right? So for my girls specifically, guys, I highly recommend continuing to listen to this podcast. Also, I say, guys, anyone dating women um, and also just anyone in general, I highly recommend continuing to listen to this because either you can learn something about your own safety or for like men who date women, I think it's important that you understand the thought process we go through when we're going out with a stranger because it's not as simple as, yes, I'll meet you at that bar, period, see you there. Like we really think about our safety and we think about making sure we're in good situations and that we have ways um, to like that we're communicating with people and that we're being looked out for because the world is scary. I'm not going to like tiptoe around that. So I just want to say like a couple things I always do, especially if I'm going on, if I'm going on any date, my friends know, but especially if I'm going to go on like a hinge or a bumble date, I always make sure that more than one person knows that I'm going. Um, Usually it's honestly like two of my best friends who don't live in the state. And then I have told like my best friend here in San Diego, I've told her I'm always going to text you before I go just so that you know, because I think it's good to have people thinking of you and I honestly usually will get texts while I'm on the date just checking in, being like, hey, are you still out or whatever. I also share my location with everyone who knows that I'm out. I tell them where I'm going so that if they see I'm still at that bar, okay, great. And then I also try to remember to text them when I get home because just, again, like the safety piece of it is like it's good to know when your friends get home after they've been out with a stranger. (laughs) And I hate that like we do this, but I also understand this is just our world now. So I text multiple people. I make sure that someone in the city I'm in knows I'm going on the date. And then also I try to, as much as I possibly can, drive myself to first dates, even second dates. These are like important things Um, until you like really feel like you understand someone and feel very safe, you know, around them. So I drive myself. I try to park as close to the place as possible because the less like walking around on these streets that we can do at night, the better. Oh, and I also always give my friends as much information about the person as I know like their name is this they went to this school they're on I've given phone numbers before because then you can like reverse search someone if you need to I know it seems a little intense and I have never had to use any of these like safety backups but I think there's such a peace of mind for me going into a first date with a stranger or a second date with a basic string basically a stranger In knowing that I have people who are going to be aware if I haven't like texted back in four hours, right? Like I think there's just a lot of security in that and a good feeling in that. And I hope that a lot of women take this route when they go out, like keeping people posted on where you are. Like maybe you feel like that's really overdoing it, but I really think it's a valuable thing. And then the last couple of things I do, um, I also only commit to drinks for a first date or something that will take about an hour or less unless we want to extend it. I just don't really believe in like committing to a dinner and then sitting down and having to have a whole meal and having to like be very locked in. And maybe that will change over time. But for right now, that's just where I'm at in my life. Also, because I really pretty much only do weeknight first dates. And I don't need to be spending four hours with a guy I don't know on 
a weeknight when I could be going to bed and not missing work the next day. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that have your boundaries set and know what they are going into it because I'm just, I'm never going to have more than, I really try not to have more than two drinks on a date, but really like three drinks is the max. So I always commit to something that's like an hour or less, always go to a crowded place, which is why drinks are the easiest thing for me. Um, I'd be open to like going on a walk in a neighborhood that I know, but I'm not, I'm not like going to a random, not crowded beach. I'm not going on a hike with this guy. I'm sorry. That's like fourth, fifth date material. I'm not letting a random man take me into the woods. Okay. I also always set up a code word or an emoji that like those of my friends who know I'm going out. I say like, oh, hey, if I text you like the squirrel emoji or something, can you call me and say it's an emergency? Or if I text you just like help, (laughs) will you call me? And I think that those things are really important because like in a date, you can't like take out your phone and explain, right? You can't be like, hey, by the way, I'm on a date and I need you to help me. Like set it up ahead of time. Again, I have never used this. I have never texted someone during a date the emoji and said, like, please call me. But I think it's good to have in place. And again, go somewhere crowded. Don't go somewhere in the middle of nowhere. It's not it's not worth it. It's just not. Never go to their homes. I never let them pick me up. I drive myself or at the very least, I Uber myself. And like they don't these strange these strange men these strangers who are men don't need my address they don't need to know where I live yet and I just you might be listening to this being like you're being crazy but like I really believe that women need to be like intense about their safety and we have to know what we're setting ourselves up for and we have to take care of each other and that's what I love so much about my girlfriends is no one's ever questioned when I'm like hey I'm gonna go on a date like I just want you to know where I'm going No one's ever questioned that. They get it. And so for guys who are listening to this, I want you to keep that in mind with your girlfriends, like not your like romantic girlfriends, like your female friends and keep it in mind with the women that you are going to go out with in the future. Like we, yes, first dates are nerve wracking, period, point blank. We get that. But there is an entirely other layer of that for women just because of the way the world is. So If a woman, if you like ask if you can pick someone up for a date and they say, I'd rather drive myself, do not take that offensively. They're not saying you are danger. They're just saying, I don't know you. And I'm not comfortable getting in your car, you knowing where I live. And honestly, part of it is like being trapped on the date and not being able to say, hey, I need to go and driving yourself home. So I just hope you get a little understanding from me saying this. And that's really the only reason that I'm saying this. Like, I've never felt unsafe on a date. I'm very fortunate for that. But I know a lot of women have. And when we're meeting strangers off the internet, it's important to have some little things in play. And it's it's even better when guys understand. Like it makes me feel like, oh, they care. That's why I think like men with sisters really understand dating a little bit better because they wouldn't want their sister going out with a stranger without telling them or without telling their friends like, Hey, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be home by this time. Check in on me, whatever. I also want to talk about a couple of things that I do that came up this weekend as I was talking to my best friend, Megan. And I realized like it's such a, she and I both have these little like safety tricks just like in our lives naturally. And if you don't already do things like this, maybe consider putting them into your life and into your routine. Because again, I don't think she or I have ever used them for like a specific reason, but Whenever I walk to and from my car in the mornings, because again, I 
I work very, very early and it's dark. Like there's no one in my apartment complex like up and about when I leave the house. And so it feels good that I carry one of those birdie alarms. And if you don't know what they are, look them up. It's B-I-R-D-I-E, birdie. And they're specifically for women and they're super, super loud. So I know that if anything ever happened as I'm walking to my car, which by the way is like (laughs) 10 steps, I don't know. I know that I could shoot that off and someone's going to hear it. Like, it's that loud. Someone's going to wake up and know what's going on. Um, And so it's just such a good thing for women to have, especially if you live somewhere that your, like, parking's not enclosed or if you walk home from work or, you you know, those kind of things. You go on walks at night. I, I don't even recommend going on walks at night. I'll be honest. When the sun sets, if I didn't exercise that day, that's that. We should not be walking these streets in the dark alone. How many times have I said that? At least twice. Uh, Another thing is that Megan and I actually have it set up that... Because I live alone, because I'm in a city where I don't, I mean, I know more people now than I did when we set this up, but I believe it's between the hours of like 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. If I take a lift, she gets a notification that I arrived at my destination, which I love. And she usually kind of knows where I'm going anyway because we talk all the time. But I don't always text her when I get home from like being out for a night and she'll text me the next morning like, oh, I saw you got home, whatever. And it's just, it's like this other layer of, comfort in knowing that. And that kind of goes back to when I didn't show up for work. I hadn't been out the night before, but say I had and suddenly like my family or my coworkers are worried that maybe I didn't make it home. Um, I should tell them all they can reach out to Megan because she'll know if I did because I pretty much take Lyft exclusively. But it's just like this layer. And she's like, I like to know that if you're drinking and you're out with people that like you made it home at some point. And it is funny. I like to think about when I like get home at like 2 a.m. And she's probably like, geez, Erica, go to bed, you psycho. But it is such a nice thing that someone knows that my lift dropped me off at the right place, right? Like, yes, things could happen, but like between getting out of the car and getting home. But it is nice to know that I get dropped off at the right place and someone's aware of that. Other things are like I go on a lot of walks around my neighborhood. Again, I don't do it in the dark. I'm sorry. I wish I could, but I just don't. But I also am always really aware of who's around me. Um, And I keep my AirPods like, yes, I'm listening to music or a podcast, but I make sure it's not so loud that I can't hear if people are around me. And I like to make sure like if someone was walking behind me, I check. I keep checking to see if they're still behind me and if they're following me or if they're totally just an innocent bystander. And guess what? They always are. They always are. But at some point, I like to know what's going on around me. And I think it's really important. And just I know that it's like nice, especially if you're like running or walking alone for exercise, you want to have your music up loud. Just keep it low enough that you could hear things going on. I'm sorry, you you want to be able to hear footsteps behind you. And I hate that I'm saying that. But you do. And those are my that what what a rant I just went on guys. But it was just an interesting thing. I just noticed like the combination of going back on my first dating app date and then the following week, um, not showing up for work and giving everyone in my life like a horrifying scare. Those things made me really think about the things that I do in order to make sure that I'm safe and that people I love know that I'm safe. I feel so lucky to have people in my life who want to know when I, my lift has dropped me off at home at night, who come to my door and bang on my window until I wake up, and who worry about me in the sense that my coworkers were like, it's so rare. Like, they've never seen me not show up for work, right? So they're like, we were so aware that this was out of character that we needed to go check on you. And if you don't have people in your life who are checking on you or who want to make sure that you're safe on your date or who want to make sure you get home at night, 
I think you should really reevaluate the people in your life then because I've, I've never realized how many of those people I have in my life. And it is a lot. Like it is a huge amount. And even after this incident of me accidentally sleeping through my alarms, like multiple of my friends were like, oh, you can always give your mom my phone number or you can share your location with me or whatever it is. And I definitely have enough people who have my location that I feel really comfortable that obviously like honestly, my mom has it too. But both my sisters and my mom, a lot of my friends have it so that they can keep an eye out for me. And also complete side note, but about the location sharing, me and my friend Marissa here in San Diego share location with each other. And we were both going to the same Orange Theory class the other day. And I was going to check her in because I got there first. And I like checked her location to make sure she was still coming to the class and that she didn't randomly cancel. And we were joking about it. And like, oh, yeah, I love having your location. I always know like if you're running late to plans or whatever. And one of the girls in the class was like, wait, I should have my best friend and I share locations. Like, that sounds so nice. And I can't recommend it enough for friends because if I get to a restaurant and I'm meeting a friend for dinner, but I have their location, I can just check and see how far away they are. Like, like, yeah, if I go sit down before them, I know like, oh, they're going to be here in two minutes and then I can text them where the table is, whatever. Um, It's just like a really nice thing. My sisters and I have it just to keep up with each other, kind of. Uh, and also for safety reasons. And it's just the best. I can't imagine not sharing my location with anyone. Like, I don't like when it's off because I'm like, I guess it's safety is the reason I don't like when it's off. But also, it's just like nice to know that people like can see what you're up to. I'll get texts sometimes from like my sisters or friends being like, oh, what are you doing at XYZ place? And I'm like, oh, it's weird that, you know, I'm here. But I guess that makes sense. So that's my rant for the day. I want you all to stay very, very safe, especially this holiday season. Everyone kind of goes whack during the holidays, don't you think? I think so. So I hope you have a lovely Christmas. I'll be chatting with you between Christmas and New Year's. I have such a fun episode planned. And actually, I'll give you homework for next week. Start thinking about the word that you want to embody in 2023. So for 2022, my word was level up, which yes, is two words, but it was level up. And I really like thought about what that meant. And honestly, I succeeded with that word in some ways. I failed with that word in some ways. That's okay. It's life. It's not like a binding contract. But for me, I knew that in 2022, it was really, really, really important. And I I had goals to level up in my career. And I did. I ended up moving to San Diego and being on air every day. I launched my own podcast. Like those were all level levels up leveling up. That's what it is. And I would say like in my relationships um, with friends and with family, I also leveled up because it was like I got even closer to people. I'm starting this entire new friend group here in San Diego. So I have my word picked out for 2023. I'm very excited to talk about it next week. I want you to start thinking about words that you would like to bring with you into 2023. And then maybe next week while you're listening to the podcast, you can kind of hone in on one. So that's going to be that. I've never given you homework before. So like just do it this one time. Just just have like a, a list. It can be like silly words. Like doesn't have to be something profound, but just the, the general concepts that you want to bring into the new year, write them down so that next week when we're like going through like the best way to set up yourself for the next year and how to pick a word, I bet you that by the end of the episode next week, you will have your word ready. And I'm really excited. I'm so excited to share my word with you guys. It's so stupid. Okay. I hope you have a great Christmas. If you celebrate, I hope you have a great Hanukkah. If you celebrate, I love you very much. Thanks for sticking around even when my equipment breaks. And I will talk to you before the new year. Okay. Love you. Bye.